Sports Anime Fan Podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hey there. <laughs> hey, so today we are going to be reviewing the recent sports anime sensation, Yuri on Ice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Matt, just if you wouldn't mind, go into a little bit of your own expectations that we were kind of going into the, with, this, with this show. Well, again, it, it was a new title... And we didn't know the source material, so my expectations were based just purely on the, the prom- promotional material, the promotional video. Uh, so realistically, my expectation was that Yuri was, was going to be paired off with this other skater named Yuri. And it was going to be a very sort of... Uh, it was going to be focused on shipping. It was going to just... Uh, Honestly, at the beginning, I was worried it was just going to involve a huge cast of characters who were all f- fitting into a sim- like some kind of fetish, and it wasn't really going to focus on ice skating very much. Right. Obviously, a lot of that proved false. Yes, that is correct. Some of that did prove true. You were half right about the shipping focus, of course. Sure. But, yeah, I remember I was really negative because coming off the summer season, we had gotten... We had just gotten done watching cheer boys and i was not into that and i was just expecting another disappointment like cheer boys mm-hmm. it turned out to be a much more interesting show than i thought it was going to be oh yeah absolutely so i was very pleasantly surprised by this show so just to just to kind of give a quick summary here uh the show takes place or it starts off in uh with Yuri having just lost his uh, first competition, or not his first competition, but he had lost one of the, he had lost some sort of global competition. He failed to make the qualifiers for the big uh, ice skating competition referred to as the Grand Prix. Well, he was in the Grand Prix, but he just got sixth place. Oh, okay. So he, yeah, so he just totally failed in the Grand Prix that year. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, Everybody was seeing him as being on the downswing. They were just seeing him as being just this other skater whose time had come and gone. He had gone back home, and while he was back at home, he ends up seeing a childhood friend of his who, and because he kind of had a little bit of a thing for her, he was kind of trying to impress her a little bit, I think, and he started performing this routine that his idol, Victor who was this grand champion of ice of figure skating like this who had won five grand prix in the past he had won the gold and he had performed this routine that victor had been known for in his youth and he performed it completely flawlessly now as it turns out this girl he was seeing actually had daughters already so she was already with somebody And they had recorded this routine and posted it on YouTube. The video goes viral, and it just so happens that Victor managed to watch the, uh, watch him do this routine. Victor comes to to train him, and then from there they vow for Yuri, under Victor's tutelage, to win the gold at the next Grand Prix. Right. Yeah, and so the, the story basically just follows Yuri with his initial training, and then going through the requisite tournaments in order to uh, go to the Grand Prix and yes. you know, the, the the season ends with them at the Grand Prix itself. Correct. And one of the... If you have ever 
seen or looked up anything about Yuri on Ice, you may not even realize it's a sports story. Hmm. Um, because one of the big, big themes in the show comes with the sexual identity of the characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically... Uh, Matt had mentioned that he had thought that it was going to be Yuri and the other Yuri who get paired up. No, it is all about Yuri and Victor. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to their relationship and their dynamic as coach and trainer. And it seems as if though the, the director of the series was aware of a lot of the tropes that come with sports series, specifically about a lot of the boys love undertones of the series yeah i mean there it was clearly well versed in how sports series are supposed to work but it also i mean the the big difference coming in we had a feeling that this was going to be about shipping characters and providing bait you know for for people to to decide on pairings Right, um, kind of like we were kind of expecting it to be try and write off the free uh, phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of attractive boys uh, with devoted relationships to one another, and you can interpret them however you want. Um, to the show's credit, it actually did a lot more than that. Um, right, and the the big draw I think that made this such a special show and such a phenomenon was that it actually explored in a lot of metaphorical language, but still very clear and undeniable nonetheless, um, the journey, as it were, of Yuri discovering his sexuality and discovering his uh, sexual attraction for Victor specifically, and them um, creating a relationship together, uh, which is was never well and i'm sure we'll we'll talk about this i'm sure while it was never acknowledged in those exact terms by the show it was very clearly and undeniably implied that their relationship was both professional and romantic at least on some level yes and that's kind of one of the really interesting parts of the show is that the way it treats the central couple is that it's a very it's very normalized within the world. Yeah, absolutely. and that's that's one of the major that's one of the major appeals of the show is that there's there are a few scenes that I remember like for example when Yuri is giving an interview and Victor's kind of nudging him from the background. It's like, hey, hey, you know, weren't we gonna go out and get some food after this? Like, uh, yeah, just hurry up. There was something that was very like. There was something about that conversation that stuck out in my mind as two people who have spent a lot of time together, who have gotten very emotionally invested in one another, and just have this very natural flow to their conversations. Mm. Just as something as simple as just like, hey, you know, wrap it up. We gotta go. We gotta go meet the so and so at the at the restaurant soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one of the ways that the series chooses to explore this is through its routines, its uh, figure skating routines. Uh, for example, uh, one of the big themes in the show is actually how Yuri is using uh, these competitions to try and express himself 
and how much he's grown to love how much he's grown to love Victor. Um, and one of the reasons, uh, one of the issues that comes from that is that there's sort of this tension between Yuri's idolization of Victor and how Victor was the one who had originally inspired Yuri to take up figure skating, you know, without even, you know, knowing him, you know, he was just this idol that Vic, that Yuri had, had grown to know. Yeah. And now he was having to come to terms with the fact of meeting the real person. Yeah. And he tries to proclaim his love to Victor in the rink. And I think one of the major issues that, or one of the major recurring themes that comes from his routines is being unable to separate his, his basically his idolization of Victor versus actually getting to know him as a person. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it was one of the issues that went semi-addressed throughout the show was that it felt like their relationship, such as it was, was always kind of unbalanced. You know, there was right. It always felt like Victor was someone that Yuri looked up to, and I don't know. On some level, it felt like like Yuri was someone that Victor condescended to. Um, ultimately, right. the series did re- like that's how it felt a lot of the run. It redeemed itself a bit um, when at episode ten when they reveal that you know one time when Yuri was drunk a year earlier, he uh, hit on Victor, and Victor was actually like really blown away by his, his style and he thought he, Yuri was really interesting and wanted to get to know him more and was right. really intrigued by him. You get to see that, but I mean, and that's good. And I'm glad they did that. And it's probably okay that they, you know, hold off on some stuff to reveal later. But one of the recurring issues with this show is that it gives you about 60 seconds of material to contradict or add nuance to several episodes worth of establish right and that's i appreciate it when shows give you just enough information to infer what's going on the problem is that this series moves so fast and spends so much time trying to convey so much through these figure skating competitions that they forget to actually give us the actual history and backstory on a lot of these characters that show up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these characters who are not actually even all that important. I think a big one for me would be uh, Georgie, the Russian uh, skater who dances to win back his girlfriend. Yeah. Well, not even so much win back, but to express his intense loathing and pain that he feels for her now that she's gone and just his he wants to prove to the world that love is meaningless yeah uh and it's like i remember even watching at the time it's like oh this guy's a great villain i love him and he just sort of disappears yeah and it's like and the series spent all this time building up georgie and we have to watch all of his routines and then he disappears and it's like he wasn't even in the series well, that's the thing, is that for, you know, there's, I guess, four main tournaments that it that it shows. It has the, right. the, the Japanese National Tournament, and it really only builds up one one additional character there. But after that, it has the, the Cup of China, 
and then the Rostelecom Cup in Russia, and the Grand Prix finale in Spain. And for all those tournaments, it has to build up a narrative for every participant. Um, right. And it gets so busy on all the secondary characters. And it's not negative. Like, a lot of their stories are interesting, but it makes it so there's such a press for time in order to actually develop Yuri and Victor. And right. I guess ostensibly Yurio, who's supposed to be in the you know one of the main characters, but doesn't get much attention until the end. Uh, that right. it really doesn't feel like you know any of them except maybe Yuri. Yeah, and that's that's really the problem is that they needed to learn to cut some of these characters like Sungil. You know, yeah, yeah, Sungil. Uh, uh, honestly, like I thought he had an interesting story, but he wasn't really necessary. Uh, Michelle, yeah, uh, the Italian skater who's obsessed with his sister, and same who, with Emil. Yeah, Emil, or I mean, the big one I'm thinking of actually just showed up in the last two episodes. Uh, Odebeck. Yeah, exactly. What did Odebeck accomplish other than proving the fact that Yurio is capable of having a friend? Question mark. Right. I mean, one of the, I had touched upon this a little bit before, which is how the series has this tension between the pure competition versus the expression of what they want of what the characters want to convey because a lot of these people have very pure emotions that they want to express to the world you know it doesn't really matter when you know they're trying to skate and win and keep going in the tournament yeah and i think for example with Sungil, what they were trying to show is this is a guy who doesn't even care about his meeting he's just trying to win you know that will only get you so far um, and I think Odebeck was supposed to be the extreme version of... Because what really what Odebeck did was he showed JJ, uh, who we'll probably get into later, was the best character in the show. Yep. Uh, how he... He showed AJ, or he reminded JJ that this wasn't about pure expression. You know, there are real stakes at hand here. Mm -hmm. And he showed JJ that someone's out to get you yeah essentially but it's you know you could have done that with any other character you know you didn't we didn't really need to go into Odebeck's history you could have easily done that with yurio yeah exactly. and you know frankly had they done that they would have probably made yurio a more interesting character yeah i mean if they'd given him more time that the that's the the thing with yurio is all the promotion was treating it like it was going to be about yuri and yurio we call him yurio because that's his nickname but his name is yuri and that's the whole concept of the show is that there are these two skaters they're both named yuri and they're competing with each other um but uh the russian yuri otherwise known as yurio gets a lot less attention and a lot less development so we know that he was mostly raised by his grandfather, that he doesn't have a real relationship with his parents, that he was training for figure skating from a young age. Um, you can make some assumptions about that, that like maybe his family needs him to provide for him, maybe his grandfather depends on him being a successful figure skater or something, but you don't actually know because it never spells anything out for you about him, um, despite the fact that his name is in the title. Yeah. I mean, he shares it with the other Yuri, but the whole idea seemed to be that there was going to be this dynamic between the two, and there kind of was, mm -hmm. because a lot of the message of the series, I think, was rivalry inspires passion, mm -hmm. and with it, there, 
And I think that was the whole idea of the series about this whole idea of competition versus pure expression was that they're actually not mutually exclusive. Mm. Because it's through competition that Yurio can finally accept the fact that, you know, it's okay for him to have this pure love for his grandfather, you know, this man who raised him. And it's through competition that Yuri kind of comes to terms with his own love for Victor. Right. And it's without that competition, without these two spurring each other on, they would have never come to those conclusions. And I really love that message. Um, and how they try and portray that. Again, the problem is that they don't put in the work there to actually establish yeah. these characters. It gets a little lost in the noise. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Especially because, you know... You know, we have to spend about ten minutes an episode watching these admittedly quite gorgeous figure skating sections. Like, exactly. there's no denying. Mm -hmm. I am incredibly surprised to see how this series never really lost sight of its animation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny because on some level we have a slightly negative tone at the end here. Um but that's... We really love the series, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, this show has a lot to recommend for itself. Um, it is animated extremely well. The the narrative the narr the narrative is very quick and it's compelling. It's exciting television. Realistically, I would rather have a show that does too much too quickly than a show that doesn't know what oh, to do with absolutely. itself. I think the show was a little ambitious for mm -hmm. what for the time they had allotted. Not necessarily for the budget, but just for the amount of... Because this... We've talked about this a lot in the past. This would have been an all-time classic. And I'm not even just talking about, like, just in the sports category. I think this would have been an all-time classic anime if they had gotten that 24-episode mark. And actually right. had time to establish a lot of these characters. And I think if they... Well, and, and what we mean by that is if they had tried to tell this same story with an extra 6 or 12 episodes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and because and because really, it was going... It goes really strong mm -hmm. uh, up through the first 10 episodes. Yep. It, but it's... It, it, we feel really bad because... The last two episodes really kind of put a damper on our experience. Well, yeah, and that that's the thing, is that this show gained a ton of momentum based, one, on the fact that it had a much more frank depiction of same-sex relationships than most any anime is willing to, to do. Right. Um and it was also a mainstream hit. It was well animated. It had a lot of other things going for it that supported it. It was exciting. It was narratively, it was well written. The issue we have with the end was that it could have gone a million different ways. And I would have supported any way it chose to go if it was <laughs> doing something interesting. Right. But what it chose to do was go for a, just go right down the middle and make sure that by the end of the show, all the characters were happy. Um, there was no conflict. So, you know, at the at the end of the show, we reveal that, you know, Victor has decided he's so inspired by Yuri's uh, strong competition. The fact that Yuri unseated his world record that Victor says, OK, I'm going to go back to skating. 
and we say, oh, wow, this is going to set him up so they're rivals now. No, Victor is also going to be Yuri's coach. Um, so what, what it does is that it forces the narrative so that you get everything you possibly want. You get to see right. them still have a close, caring relationship, but also skate together and against one another. So, yes, fans, you do get everything you want, but and that's fine but it's not it do, it's not daring to do anything yeah and that's really the problem is that even had they gone with the victor chooses to do both they could have highlighted the 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 impending struggle that he knew he was that was coming for him exactly like this or, is not going to go well you know this is not going to go well or any if indication i want to go well that oh, this sorry. is any yeah they they could have given any indication that this is going to be anything other than beautiful ideal lovely romantic um but they don't like it is there's nothing wrong with happy endings but right. it didn't feel like this one was earned it felt like a cop-out yeah because um, they didn't really because one of the big things about the series is you know we talked about how figure skating also becomes something of a metaphor for their sexuality um they don't want to acknowledge the fact that uh, there's this whole sequence where Yuri tries to break things off with Victor by telling him, you know, he doesn't want him to be his coach anymore because he's going to be retiring soon. Yeah. And so that creates, so the whole notion that he get uh, Victor gets to be his coach and also his competitor basically means they get to still be in a relationship and Victor gets to compete. Exactly. But I feel like they could have still, they could have still made it work if they had just acknowledged that these two were, you know, sexually attracted to one another. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, then you could just say that they're a couple that also happens to compete against one another. Right, and I mean, to be fair to the show, it did everything but say that. Like, it, yes. was, it was very, very frank. And um, the final scene over the credits where they have a couple's skating routine, it's like, right. you can't be much more upfront about it. But on some level, it's like, if you're gonna say everything, why not say everything, right? Yeah. Um, and again, that's that's coming from someone who doesn't live in Japan, who doesn't know what, you know, w what the creators were dealing with, with what they could and couldn't say. And ultimately, I'm still very appreciative of the fact that they did as much as they did, because it's right. very difficult and it's very uncommon for anyone to... Uh, in in anime to treat same-sex relationships as normal and appreciated by their peers and not grossing anybody out like you know that is that is a brave choice that the studio made right it just felt like they at, at the end they could have done something interesting <laughs> they could have taken they, that step further right and what they did instead was set up and maintain all the characters in a stable place so that you could start from scratch with season two. Right. Um, and kind of going along with what you were saying, a lot of what they do to achieve that sort of accepting feel, there's something that feels very modern about this anime that a lot of other series don't. Like, there's still something of this mentality in a lot of anime to, like social media is there and thing and you know people with cell phones and stuff like that it's always there in the background but it's not really an important part of the story 
and it does it, and it's not really like an important part of the characters' lives. Yeah. One of the things I really appreciate about this series is that it fully it fully tackles the idea that you know social media influences all of these people. It allows them to express themselves. It allows them to uh, to kind of reach out to the world. It's kind of brought this world together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love the fact that you know the entire reason that Yuri or that Victor discovers Yuri. Uh, and his routine is that, you know, his routine went viral. He wasn't there, like, on a chance visit like a lot of other animes would do. No, Yuri just happened to uh, do a routine that got viral on YouTube, and uh, that's what got Victor's attention. Or the fact that the way that Vic- that Yurio tracks down Victor when he mo- goes to Japan to see Yuri, he tracks him via social media. He sees all the different pictures he's, take- he's taken and kind of deduces it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that feels like it understands how people live their lives and how they use uh, how they use the technology around them, and I find that really. There's something about that that I found really refreshing. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it was an extremely well built world, right? Right. Um, the 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 setting was good. All the characters, I mean, the the characters were well done all of them were interesting there were perhaps too many of them but i didn't feel like any of them didn't have a story worth telling right you know um i don't know there's 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 a lot of things that i i really like about it and honestly i would recommend this because this may not be something that lives on through you know the generations this you know um but it is definitely something that's extremely relevant for new things that anime is doing right now. Right. You know, um, can we can we take a, a brief aside and talk about our favorite character? Oh, I uh, mean uh, Jean Jacques Leroy. Yeah. All right. Do you want to give it a quick introduction to who Jean Jacques Leroy is? Uh, he is the Canadian skater who I, if I recall correctly, uh, when we were making our predictions for the series, you were going to be disappointed that the series did not pay enough attention to him. Yeah, exactly. You were wrong about that. Yeah, they paid a pretty solid amount of attention to it. And not only that, and thank goodness you were wrong with that, because JJ... JJ essentially... He is such a presence Mm -hmm. in every scene he is, because he is so intense and passionate. He lives for the idea that people love him. Yeah. He's, I mean, he is a he is a literal rock star on the rink. Yep. And he dances to a routine that he wrote him about himself being <laughs> the king of the world. Yeah, exactly. This is a man who was unbelievably cocky and arrogant. Yeah, but what I love about it is that his arrogance doesn't feel like it's at the expense of anyone else. Right. You know, he's not coming in there saying that anyone else is worse than him. He's just saying that he likes being the best. I, I, yeah. that, that may sound like it's the same thing, but it doesn't feel like the same thing because he doesn't harbor resentment towards anyone. He just has a confidence that he's the king of ice skating and he's here to show it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. It's kind of, it, it's fun because he's sort of set up to be the villain, but he doesn't actually have a malicious intent for anyone. He's just there to be great. Um, and so his his little arc is fun because he does dominate the initial tournaments you know he gets gold 
and he's coming in as the top ranked skater into the Grand Prix finale and I don't know how well justified it is in episode 11 when he ends up having a really bad routine because um, it kind of comes a little bit out of nowhere but uh, but ultimately I like the development where he actually has a bad routine for the first time in his life and he realizes how hard it is to be great and he comes back and he gets third place overall because even though he knows he might fail he still wants to be great you know he's had that taste of failure but he can still see that he has the opportunity for greatness um and i love that little arc because a lot of the the shortcomings that we had with yuri and victor was that not enough was said right somehow not enough was said and we didn't really feel like we knew them fully even at the end of the show but with jj enough was said yeah it was it was subtle it was quick it was precise but it was all we needed to get enough of a feel for jj to justify everything he did and i love that and i I feel like if they had focused a little more of that energy on especially on yurio right uh, i think we'd be a little more comfortable with how it ended oh yeah absolutely and just something i want to touch upon there too is what i really love about that development of his character is that he realizes that He, like, realizes that these proclam- he's going to have to make good on these proclamations that he's made about mm. himself. And he's terrified about the fact that, like, he sort of, <clears throat> he sort of, one of the things that's tied to him winning the gold is that he sort of made this careless promise to his fiance that he would marry her, you know, if he, you know, if he won. Mm-hmm. And When he won is what he said. Yeah, when <laughs> he won. Sorry, no, you're right. There's a very specific difference there. Yeah. And he starts to realize, I may not win this. Yeah. Is she still going to care about me? And it's and that's a great way to also show how he's also realizing, is anybody going to care about me anymore once I lose? Like, once I stop being the greatest, will anybody still be behind me? And that's the satisfying thing about the part about his arc is that he discovers yes these people just love him even when he fails you know they accept the fact you know what you're not you're human you're gonna mess up sometimes yeah i don't know i think there's there's a lot to be said for jj um again though he wasn't supposed to be the character that we were enthusiastic about and maybe we're just weirdos right but that's just uh the the show obviously made a few it had a it had a few issues when the the character we're most excited about at the very end is the theoretical antagonist yeah um i don't know i i think overall i'm very happy that i spent as much time as i did with with your on ice it was a uh and it's it's a good it's a well-made show it's a show that most people will enjoy watching simple blanket statement um i watched it with my fiance and she doesn't you know watch much anime but she got really into this one um and that was fun you know though it's a good way of letting people see that anime is approachable and can be exciting and can be told in a narratively compelling way um and I also am just, like, really proud of being able to see it accomplish as much as it did 
or right. having a diverse representation in media, which is something that anime does not do a good job at. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, so. I kind of just appreciate how, if nothing else, it's a very fresh series. It's a very modern take on a formula that's been very tried and true. Uh, it makes a very good companion piece to Haikyuu, which is probably one of the best like classic sports battle series. This feels like a very fresh version of that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think... There's a lot that stands out about this show just visually, too. Um, yeah. One one thing that we've identified already <clears throat> is that if you watch it for nothing else, watch it for the animation because it's really a cut above. Um, the... Except mo I'd say most episodes feature a significant figure skating portion. Um, probably half the episodes are devoted in their the, the majority of the runtime is devoted to actual figure skating reasons, right you know that's what it does and that's what it does really well so if nothing else it depicts something that does not get a depiction of this quality really it, it's never figure skating and really um artistic sports have never gotten the kind of depiction in anime that this gave it so that's extremely unique um I would say that a couple that stick out to me off the top of my head, of course, are JJ's first... The first time we saw JJ's short routine. Of course. Um, that was the most exciting uh, routine I saw, I think, in this show. Um, just because it was such a de declaration of physical manifest superiority. It was it was impossible to ignore, and along with the music they paired with it. And the same goes with, with Pitchett's. The first time we saw Pitchett do his routine for Shall We Skate. Yeah! One great song. I love that they <laughs> made up their own musical. Yeah, not even... Because I love listening to the full version of that. <clears throat> and you can hear, like, the parts where they actually wrote where they made a lead into the song. Like, they actually wrote the dialogue that's supposed to lead yeah, into yeah, the yeah. main song of this musical. And they even have, like, a little interview interlude where they write this fictional scene where this king is supposed to be learning to skate. And it's like... This is such a lavish series because you only hear this song twice in the series, mm -hmm. and those are bo during both of Ch Pitchett's uh, short routines. Yep. I, same goes for JJ. We touched about that before on this song that they wrote that he was supposed to have written about himself. And I love how just how much detail that they're willing to put in, and how much just love and care into every single scene. Yeah, I I I love a lot of things about this show, not the least of which how much. The creators of the show love the show. You know? Yeah, it is extremely evident that this is a work of um, love, and they put their heart and soul into it, and it shows, and it's fun, and it's great. I am going to say one other thing since we're talking about most memorable scenes. I will. I'm going to stand by the statement at least until something better comes along. Okay. This has maybe one of the all-time best first episodes of a sports series. Yes, that's a big yes. claim. Hard yes. Yeah. No, uh, that opening routine that Yuri does, the, the one that we've alluded to, is maybe one of the all-time great moments in a sports series. Yep. Where he performs this... It's like, what I love about it is how brazenly arrogant it is. Mm -hmm. Which is this weird thing to say, because this is a very... In a way, this is kind of a very low-key show. But what I love about it is that they spend four minutes just 
animating. There's almost no dialogue to the scene. It's just watching Yuri perform this routine. And then in conjunction, uh, it's spliced with edits between Victor performing the same routine at the same time when he's, uh, when he's at his own competition. Right. And what happened, and you get this really incredible sense that the world is changing. Mm. Um, and I just love the fact that they are bold enough to actually spend four minutes doing nothing but just show these two skaters and intercut them to sp- to just state this med to just give this impression to the viewer because this is this is the end of one person's generation and the beginning of a new one and yeah. it's just this beautiful sequence. Yeah, the, the um, first the first episode got a lot. I mean, that spearheaded the hype that has lasted up in, until now because it's such a well told first episode. It establishes so much so well with these two characters that you really buy into the world immediately. Um, and so, I mean, like I said, we didn't think that it's you know quote unquote stuck the landing um, with how it chose to go a little safe and sort of pleasant with its conclusion um but that that should not take away from the fact that this is an exceptional show that's well told and well written and well animated um and deserves to be you know widely enjoyed uh and i think it it er it earned all the credit it got um, right publicly there's a lot of bad anime that get popular uh this was (laughs) not one of them Yes. Um, so do you think, who who would you recommend this show to, Matt? I am assuming most Boys Love fans are already watching the show, so I'm not even going to bother saying that. I think this is a show that is worth watching if you want to see... Because I think anime gets a lot of bad rap for being a very... It gets a lot of bad rap for a lot of artists from a lot yeah. of artists and animators for being a very easy art form. Yep. And I think this show is a great argument to that claim. If you want some if you want to show somebody uh what a show can, what an anime can do visually. And yeah, visually, this is a phenomenal show. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's a good recommendation. I would I think I would recommend it to someone who has maybe had a negative experience with anime or just like has a negative vibe from anime and the only way you're going to get you know traditionally we've had things like cowboy bebop or um the miyazaki movies i think this is sort of in that same vein where it's so unlike um the lowest common denominator of anime and it right it works with the narrative style and also the, the visual style of a Western audience as well as a Japanese audience, that this is a great... I mean, a lot of diehard anime people love it, but I think if you're going to give it to someone randomly, it should be to someone who has a little experience or a negative impression of anime and use yeah. this to surprise them. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, so at the end, I think we, we've recommended this highly. It, it is an imperfect show, but it... But I love how much it aspires to do, and I think it deserves a lot of credit for that. It's something of a it, it's it's not quite a flawed masterpiece, but it 
it's almost a flawed masterpiece. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of qualification, but I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Cool beans. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me this week, of course, Matt. Yeah, I it's it's always my pleasure as always. Fantastic. I uh, hope uh, we can get around to reviewing some more here soon. Most of the rest of the season is ending up. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, would you hit the credits? It would be my pleasure. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme song is Understar by Shocking Lemon, covered and performed by Luke Barka. You can follow Koshian Cast on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and our email is koshiancast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates on the best and worst in sports anime, and until next time, keep training.